Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix at Suzuka. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. We had the Japanese Grand Prix this weekend at Suzuka, one of the drivers' favorite tracks. They were talking about that quite a bit this weekend, but um, usually there's some crazy stuff going on, usually a safety car or two. But let's jump right into this one because it starts off right away. So the beginning of qualifying, of course, as we should expect, Logan Sargent crashing with nine minutes left in the first session. He, it's, uh, it's looking like it's time for <laughs> Logan Sargent to go. He, that, that car like was, was destroyed when I, and I didn't see the crash. I just saw the aftermath initially. It's all they showed. I was like, holy cow. Like yeah. that whole side of the car was, was, was destroyed. The tires were everywhere. Um, but in the end, it looked actually was quite an innocuous sort of crash. He sort of like lost, right. lost it on the last corner and just kept sliding, kept sliding. Yeah. So he was thankfully fine, but, um, yeah, obviously the car was in bad shape and the, uh, a lot of, you know, a huge amount of work for the engineers to put a car back together. I saw, uh, some multimedia posts bef- uh, this week before he crashed that car saying that Logan's cost Williams well, uh, north of two million dollars uh, in in car rebuilds uh, for the whole yeah. season, just ahead of Lance Stroll. Uh, so that's before the cost of you know whatever this was. Um, I don't know how all that figures into cost cap control and stuff. Is that something they have to plan for? Is that oh yeah, extra, yeah, I think so. Extra costs, so that's money that they can't spend on you know research and and other things. So yeah, I mean. Who's got Who's got some patience left for Logan Sargent? I don't know. Um, you- I, don't, I mean, I don't understand how the budget allows for it. I mean, it's he's been crashing over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, it's and it's a shame for him, but it's time to go. Yeah, he just and he just doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, and then it brought up some like arcane rule from when there were three car like they had the test car as we've talked you said about the T cars. Yeah, back in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. And apparently they like did too much work on like a third car because the other car they were just hadn't re- come back. They, they just knew they were going to have to build another car anyway because right. Logan's gone out there. I didn't see the details on that, but be ready, guys. So he, he, ultimately, <laughs> he ultimately got like a 10 second penalty for that, I believe. Um, so just really bad start from yeah. them and they were pretty slow all weekend anyway so i mean just like throwing salt in the wounds but we will hear more about logan Sargent later on nico uh hulgenberg got out lance again out in q1 really bad of course logan and then both the alfa romeos who honestly looked like they had a little bit of pace at some points during practices this weekend but i mean they are the alfa romeos so it's been a struggle from them all season long. And then nothing crazy in Q2. Um, Alex was out to both the Williams and both the Haases. Liam was close to, to getting through, but was beaten out by Yuki. And then both of the Alpines were out. 
in the second part of qualifying. Um, but I was surprised that Liam, I think it was Q1, he had put up a really good time. It looked yeah. like he was performing pretty strong and he just met, he was P11, right? I think he just missed out. Yep, that's right. And I think that um, Yuki was just in. He was like, he was P10 in the second session. So, um, but good for Yuki at home, being able to get through to Q3, you know. Um, I guess we should talk about Mark. Um, what are your thoughts on Yuki getting the extension over Liam? Uh, kind of kind of shocking. I wasn't expecting them, A, to do it so soon. Um, Danny's not even back in the car, but they decided that Danny and Yuki are the two drivers that they're going to stick with for at least the foreseeable future. So my initial reaction was that I was surprised that Yuki was staying because clearly skill set should say he should be the one going. But you quickly realize his relationship with Honda must be massive. Otherwise, that wouldn't be happening. So then the question is, why are they keeping Daniel? Like, why not put Liam, who seems like not the guy, but a guy that they can build around and young and and all the things that they want. That part was really confusing that they literally left out the one guy that they absolutely should have given a shot to. I mean, you know, it's only been a few races. We don't see what they see, all the details, but uh, that was the head scratcher to me. If you're going to keep Yuki, you know, Daniel's okay, but he's, I just don't get why they have Daniel on their team, you know? Yeah. So I am seeing I am seeing online that the, the there's the thought that Ricardo actually had a contract for 2024 already um, signed already signed after the British Grand Prix. Hmm. So it was kind of already a done deal. They were, were just, already locked in, but just not really you know well uh, you know well known. You know possibly they didn't you know who knew what you know Liam you know that, that well, nobody knew Ricardo was even going to get hurt at that point, right? So, right. Yeah, Lawson wasn't even on the radar um, for next. For they, if so. that's the case, they have to be kicking themselves. Then, yeah, yeah, we got another Oscar situation here, don't we? Well, maybe. I think there's, you know, Liam's gonna. Liam's, you know, sort of. A, he's like the Nick DeVries of 2023, right? You know, he's well, don't coming. put that kind of curse on him. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't scored a point yet, so yeah. uh, he doesn't have that to him. Uh, no, didn't he score a point last week? I think he did. He did, didn't he? Didn't Liam come tenth last week or ninth? I think he came ninth. Maybe I Maybe. thought he, I thought he was just out of the points, but you but, may uh, be any, right. Any, anywho, but in those in the four races, you know, he's he, he's certainly uh, done great. So I think we'll we'll see. You know, we've won for the future, um, but yeah, apparently it was all sort of like done and dusted uh, a while ago. But I mean, yeah, you're you're right, Mark. Don't uh, underestimate you know the relationships that the drivers have. You know, off the track you know, with the sponsorships and relationships and just the money that they can bring in, you know, like, you know, Checo with the Mexican fans or, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Yuki with the Japanese fans, you know. Uh, well, that brings me Chinese. to my next point about Yuki is, yeah. does anybody else think it's a little weird how he performed in qualifying? <laughs> like, was that not a little odd that suddenly he was significantly oh. faster than Lawson up where he shouldn't have been at a track that their car shouldn't be there. I mean, I Lando says, Lando says you get half a second, you know, at your home Grand Prix. That's what, you know, through adre- adrenaline, uh, uh, you know, itself, you know, whether he's tongue in cheek or, 
Or, you know, the FIA is just a little bit late on the stopwatch as he's crossing <laughs> yeah, the line. Right. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know. Uh, I know. I mean, it's, you know, just, put your styrofoam hat on. But I thought that that was just so weird that, you know, all of a sudden Yuki's out of nowhere up there. After in that in qualifying, it looked like he was going to get beat by Lawson and then all of a sudden. So anyway. That's a minor uh, yeah. conspiracy theory there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then let's jump to Q3. Um, I mean, we got maybe a little spoiled last weekend seeing, you know, the Red Bulls not doing so well, and they came back strong this weekend. I mean, after the banker laps, Max was up by almost half a second on both of the McLarens, and it turned out that it wasn't going to be very close in the end. Max took it really easily, but it was nice to see Oscar doing so well with the second highest time in qualifying and Lando right behind him. I was ecstatic. Of course, you know, even though Max was way faster than him, I always, you know, jumped way ahead and thought that this was our time. But um, Max is back on it and another poll from him in, in 2023. So, yeah, I mean, he he was like what you said, half a sec. He was half a second up on everybody else. Everybody else bunched behind dominated again whatever speed and performance they didn't have in singapore was right back in the car i mean like you yeah. said the suzuka track is uh is one for you know it's a lot of high speed turns i think they were saying on the um on the commentary that like the first section is basically sweeping left and right turns you know all the way through you know it's got the, the hairpin the fast you know spoon curve um not yeah. many real straights. I think there's only one DRS zone. Um, so yeah, you really have to make it make the car work. Well, the, to be honest, the though, there is a like a long, a significant part of nearby parts of the track that you're full throttle for a long time. Like when you're coming down the back straight, going to right. uh, 150R R1, yeah, 150R. Yeah, the only reason that it sucks for passing is because you have 150R. So anybody that's following close, you're automatically going to get washed out. So then you can't even get them going into that chicane. But then you go down the front straight. So there's a lot of straight. And then on the back, there's that curve straight, which is all flat out. But again, you go into a high speed turn. So it's just it's just so hard to pass you. You're not really out. Cars. You're not out breaking people. Yeah. 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 But the the overtakes into the first corner were were pretty sweet, and then they give you yeah. the uh, opportunity to. You know, yeah, you uh, really got to strap them on to, yeah. to make an overtake there. <laughs> yeah, 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 confidence in your car. Anyway, but yeah, good circuit. And of course, the, the only circuit which Chris crisscrosses over itself, which is a nice, yeah. unique feature. Uh, maybe that helps the driver's necks a bit, you know, with left-hand turns. Like yeah, right. Left-hand turns, right-hand turns. Yeah, um, but then also a disappointing, another disappointing qualifying from Checo, I guess not quite the same from what we saw earlier in the season from him but still way off the pace from from max way i mean yeah. way he was so what you kind of thought it would happen he's checo's usually better at street tracks and more 90 degree turns singapore kind of tracks this is complete opposite this is more silverstone so this is right in red bull's sweet house which is a little weird that checo can't figure out the car because look at what max did i mean he destroyed the field this is his type of track the car is built for it yeah. yeah, I mean, going back to the, I mean, Checo could be the the big loser. Going back to the Lawson situation, you know, if Lawson is sticking around in F one as a test driver or something next year, and you know, and if Ricardo can perform well, maybe, 
it's Verstappen, Ricardo in in Red Bull, and and Yuki and Lawson in uh, AlphaTauri, and Checo's the one that loses his seat in in uh, 2025. I'm talking about potentially, yeah. but and that's a, that's a long way ahead. You know, a lot, lot of racing between now and then. But yeah, he's not he's not winning any any uh, any more fans right now, Checo. Yeah, but I mean, is it really? Checo is that far off the pace of the car or is it really that Max is just so amazing at this moment in time that he's just blowing everybody away? I mean, I guess that'll always be the argument. We'll never yeah. know. But yeah, pretty crazy from Max uh, in qualifying yet again. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. Um, and then we get to the race. Um, a pretty crazy, crazy start. Um, I mean, in the end, Max was able to stay ahead, but Lando jumps past Oscar and is really, really right neck and neck with Max. But with the way that the S's go, he wasn't able to get as good at an exit out as Max was. And Max was able to stay ahead and get ahead fairly quickly. Yuki and Liam were racing side by side for a while. Um, down down the s's and that was looking pretty dangerous but it looked like they were able to you know stay away from each other and and not crash which is nice but there were a lot there was lots of contact through that first lap i couldn't even put it all down there was there was so much contact going yeah, I on think during that at the very start yeah the mclaren's like sort of swamped verstappen but like you said it was able to stay ahead and then at the back of the field i think it was bottas who jinked left and basically sm- went really hard into the Williams of Albon and sort of flew him up into the air. And yeah. I was shocked. I just thought the car would be out. Like yeah. it was hit so hard, but it carried on. But yeah, bits of carbon fiber all over the place. So they sort of waved it yellow, but then gave it a green and then decided, oh no, there's carbon fiber everywhere. We need to clean this up a little bit. So yeah, safety car at the end of the lap. Um, but, you know, everybody at least managed to keep going did somebody have to come in for a a nose but i think checo checo yeah him and uh, lewis came together yeah yep. but they didn't have to do a pit stop on the first on the first lap only um oh no checo did you're right yeah yeah, yeah. he came in on lap two didn't he yeah but yep. yeah uh albon you know got smashed ocon was, i think it was ocon went into bottas who went into Albon, I think, is how it worked. A lot of contact, as you said. There's a lot. There's I think for McLaren, they, they, I thought before the race, they had to have known that Max was going to destroy them. And I was like, the last thing you want to do is be fighting him on lap one, even for, like, yeah, to get the lead for, for what? You know, you're just going to have to let him by. A couple of laps just to be overtaken again. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I think it was, I, I don't think they would have tried to fight too hard. You know, I know Lando came from around the outside of Oscar, which looked pretty awesome, but. I think they were probably happy that Max got a good start and just was able to stay in front and they can just follow. Because literally, like by the time they got halfway through the lap, there was already a gap between the McLarens and the Ferraris. And I think that's really yeah. all they cared for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, Checo, like we said, he pitted and he came out in P18 because I think Bot- Botas might have also pit at the same time. Yeah, and- Botas pit. 
Albon, Joe, and Ocon all pit on the first lap. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the safety car came in from lap five. Max had another great jump and was able to stay ahead fairly easily. And then we see Bottas go off the track and say, what the fuck on the radio? Um, we don't see for a couple laps what had happened, but a couple laps later, we see the replay of Logan Sargent breaking way too late locking up and just crashing right into the side of Baltas. It, it was just really, really bad. And yeah. his second crash of the weekend. And um, there were a lot of questions on Formula One Twitter at that moment about Logan Sargent. Not that there weren't already, but um, yeah, that was yeah. really bad. I mean, that basically ended Baltas's race, right? I think he did yeah. come into the pits and tried to go back he, out, but they ended up just retiring the yeah, car. He had pit that. again two laps later for his second stop. And that was, you know, that was it. It stinks. You know, like it it does seem like, I don't think Logan's this bad. I think he's just now in that downward spiral where it's just going to be so hard to not have things go wrong because everything's going wrong and you're questioning yourself. So that's why, I I mean, it's so late in the season. Obviously it doesn't really make a lot of sense to move on at this point, maybe just to check somebody out or whatever, but it's also like, how many more cars is he going to crash? How much more is he going to ring up on that bill? Yeah, it's bad. He's just got to try and keep it on track. Don't even really race for the rest of the season. I don't think they can afford it. I mean, he's just got to just got to keep it on the track. But we'll we'll see how that goes. George makes an interesting move on that last chicane right before the uh, the opening the opening straight um, dive bombing right next to Lewis. And they, it looked like they might've had contact. They didn't really show a replay on it all that much, but, um, it looked really close. If they didn't touch, he got out of the way right at the last moment, but, um, George got ahead and then Lewis down that straight, they were battling some more and Lewis was able to just kind of stay ahead going into turn one. Um, but we're seeing teams battling each other, which is uh, interesting. They're all getting really close during, that during was this a, part of the race. Yeah, that was a brave move by uh, Russell on, in, into the hairpin. You know, could have ended in disaster very easily there. But then to see Hamilton come back at him down the straight, that was that was nice. Some nice driving from both of them there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the action was happening at like within those first ten minutes of the race or whatever, because it was them two battling pretty hard. Yuki and Liam were battling crazy hard. Yeah. You could definitely tell Liam was trying to make a statement knowing that he was being passed on, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I Toto wasn't there. Not that that means anything. It's not like they're like, oh, Toto's not here. We can race however we want. But they raced way too hard. That was a little, you know, for Mercedes, where they're at in the chance, they're fi- fighting for massive amounts of money with Ferrari right now, end of the season. That's just too close. They should not be fighting that hard <laughs> in, at that point in the race. Yeah. I mean, uh, we love it, <laughs> but yeah. if you're a team boss, like, no. Yeah. It's, you know, maybe end of the race, maybe, but right at the beginning, no, thank you. Yeah, it was uh, it was really close, um, and I think that they had another moment like that a little bit later. So we'll get into that. Um, but Max is already pulling away. He's got over a four second lead. We're only eleven laps in. So and the field was spreading out a bit. There was not much DRS happening. So we were expecting a few laps with not much going on. But Lewis pit early from P six. Um, I guess trying to avoid the undercut. Um, 
or no, Alonzo Pitt at this moment, I think. Alonzo, yeah, Alonzo Pitt. Pitt. He was the only one of those top runners that were on soft tires. I mean, others. That's right. Lord Lawson and, and Sonoda were on soft. But yeah, Alonzo was on soft tires, so he pit lap 11. Yeah, because he jumped up a bunch of spots on that first lap. But yeah, he came in to um, avoid the undercut from Lewis. And then we see while the camera happens to be live, looking at the back wing of Kevin Magnuson, seeing Checo behind him and at the same spot where Logan crashed into Botas, Checo crashed into the back of Kevin. Um, that was another really bad, bad moment from him. He misjudged it and just ran right into he, the back of him. Yeah, he was way too far back and just tried to stick his nose in there. And it's yeah, yeah un- he locked up un- lightly, right? And just kind of slid into him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just looks rookie. You know, and in the middle of when you're not looking good already, he's obviously trying to force passes. It's a tough track to pass. And, but yeah, <laughs> it's just the same thing as Logan. Like yeah. it just continues to spiral. So he damaged, did he, is that's when he damaged his front wing again? Check yep. so to come in that's for a right. third, a third front wing. <laughs> so. That's right. And then that didn't a, go so well. <laughs> a virtual safety car came out. He comes into the pits and he passes somebody while going into the pit lane. So he gets a five second penalty for that because yeah. it's technically passing under the safety car. So and then almost um, does it on the way out. It I mean, he like technically he did, did it on the way out. Yeah, yeah. He, the, the, he ended up letting them back by, but like he let at least one of them back by. And it was hard to see if he did both. But yeah, like what is he doing? Well, yeah, yeah. It, lo- it just looks. In that moment, you could tell the pressure is obviously just getting, you know, he's not thinking yeah. clearly. Things are happening yeah. too quickly. It sucks, but, you know, whatever. It's Red Bull. They're winning no matter what. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and then Oscar had it perfectly timed out for him when the virtual safety car had come out. Both Lando and Max had already passed through the pit entry. So he was able to come in, and it wasn't like, I guess it it started as he was coming into the pit, so it wasn't like a full advantage for him, but he was still able to make up some time under the virtual safety car and trying to undercut Lando for for P two. Yeah. Um. So that was good. I don't not maybe like one or two other people were able to get into the virtual safety car, but not a lot of people took advantage of it. And then Checo came in to retire on lap 15. That was the end of his race, or so we thought at the time. And then Oscar comes out, and he's able to pass fairly easily up. He's already back up into P7. And then Lewis goes wide off the track with George right behind him. Um, And then for a moment, they're both side by side again, and then they both go wide. Lewis kind of pushes George wide a little bit, and it looked like they might have touched again at this moment. And they must have gotten something over the radio at that point because there wasn't any battling like this for the rest of the race. But um, it was getting pretty hairy from from the two Mercedes drivers. George came on the radio and was like, are we, are we battling each other here? Are we trying to beat other teams? I don't know. I mean, he he can ask that question, but... The, the, you know, I, I always feel the, the, the he's implying, you know, let me stay ahead. Don't attack me and I'll drive off into the distance. That's what they want. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, another example, though, because, you know, this time it was more George or uh, Lewis forcing George off. But that they were in spoon. That is one of the trickiest corners in Formula One, like at any track, it's so yeah. easy for something to go wrong there. An easy spin because the track just keeps falling away off camber. Um, 
you know, yeah. I get it. But at the beginning of the weekend, though, what's funny, the commentators, I forget what free practice it was, maybe one or two. I remember somebody was talking about how Lewis was making comments that, oh, it looks like I'm slower than George. You know, if I have to play the supporting role, I will. And they were kind of ripping on him a little bit for taking that approach. I don't know if you guys caught this. I didn't. And I that. agreed. I was like, you know, it is weird to hear a seven time world champion talking. Oh, I'll be OK to play the supporting role on a Saturday or a Friday or whatever, whenever it was. Um, so I don't know if maybe Lewis heard that comment and got annoyed because he was not interested in letting George buy at all in this race. I mean, he was pressuring him constantly and making very aggressive moves, but I don't know. I mean, I guess they were free to race. I just thought it was similar to when Ferrari does the same thing. It's kind of like, what, what are you doing? You know, what, yeah. who are you really fighting right now? What, what's the strategic plan? Yeah. I mean, Lewis seems to hold on to little things like that. And I bet you from that one move that George made in the first lap, I'm sure he was thinking of that at that moment when, you know, he was pushing him wide. That just yeah, seems like point. the way that Lewis is wired, you know. And then Lando and Charles, they came in to pit and Oscar was way ahead of Lando. So the undercut seemed to work, at least for the moment. Lando came out in P7. Charles came out in P9. And then Carlos responded. This is where everyone started coming in. And then Max passed George, who hadn't stopped yet. Um, so he was a pit stop down on Max. Um, and it looked like they were maybe trying to stretch him to do a one-stopper at this point, um, which, you know, they say that there's high deg here, so it seemed unlikely, but they were going to try and make it work. And then we hear Fernando being upset about the strategy on the radio, complaining that they brought him in too soon. Typical Fernando things, I guess. And well, then is it though? It's been a while. We're well, starting to hear who we all thought we would hear. <laughs> it's starting, yeah. it's well, starting to come out, right? We're getting the, back to with, Fernando yeah. things. Yeah. And the car's easy to drive and he's on the podium every race, you know, at the beginning of the season. He yeah. loves the car. Yeah, it's easy to be nice. Yeah. And then Stroll retired from the race with damage to the car. I think that must have come from the first lap. He must have been involved in that somehow. And they just decide to call it quits at that moment. Um, Lewis did a really brave pass on Fernando. I can't remember exactly what part of the track it was on. Um, but it was a really fast corner. And then he was able to pass. Oh, I guess it was right before that last chicane. So, um what do you call it? 150R. I mean, it's right just nice there. how so many of the overtaking moves were, yeah, the two cars going around the corner, like side by side. The overtaking yeah. car is on the outside. And it, so it looks like he's got to go the long way around. But if you can just hold that position for long enough, the, the track brings it back to you and you end up on the inside for um, usually spoon, I think, at that point. And then you you sort of slide through and um, take the spot, which is it's just nice racing, nice high speed overtaking uh, yeah. by the drivers. But I think Lewis, I think this one was more, was later in the circuit because Alcon, he passed Alcon right, right on the straight after the chicane, I believe. Oh, so yeah, it was like the right. one way, like rare moment. Yeah. Nice. He was, yeah. He was able to do it at 150R where nobody was able to pass as we spoke about earlier, earlier in the, uh, in the pod. But yeah, um, really impressive from Lewis getting two places up in just a couple corners. Then we hear Lando hinting on the radio that Oscar should let him through. I mean, Lando was, you know, faster. It it seemed he was he was up on the back of him pretty pretty quickly, um, and it seemed like the right move. 
And then they finally retire Logan from the race, which is <laughs> probably the safest thing for himself and the other drivers. <laughs> um, it was two o'clock in the morning. So, what do you think? What do you think Nicholas Latifi thinks when he watches Formula <laughs> One? If he does watch Formula One right now, is he like bring back Latifi? You know? like, at least I wasn't crashing all the time. I might have been slow, but at least I wasn't crashing. I don't know. He had his own, in his version of crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess he did have one pretty bad bad crash if uh we go back to abu dhabi, abu dhabi yeah yeah verstappen oh, verstappen would would take latifi back at a heartbeat latifi yeah i'm sure he would <laughs> i'm sure he would um but then a couple laps later they finally do make the swap with lando you didn't hear anything from oscar so i guess i'm sure he wasn't happy about it but um he did it willingly and then Albon retires from the race, so it is just looking like a really bad. And this is this is when Checo starts getting back in the car because he hadn't served his penalty. Um, so they were, I guess, trying to figure. It took him a while to actually get him back out there, but um, I guess they were trying to get rulings from the FIA, seeing if they're actually allowed to do this. And I guess there was some loophole in the rules which which said it was okay. Um, yeah, I mean. It- I was I was fine with it. There's the idea is that yeah, if you don't serve your five second penalty, it can somehow carry over to the next race. Like apparently, it doesn't usually. Although I don't know of many different situations where they have or haven't imposed that. Um, people seem to be going, oh, it's a loophole that needs to be closed. I mean, it's got to be quite specific. Usually, if your car's retired, it's like undrivable. So yeah. I guess this was in. A, well, a we'll weird, find out, right? Because yeah. they said I think the broadcasters were talking about it, Logan. Had the exactly. same situation coming into this race, so we'll find out if they apply it or not. Right, because right. he was—he ne- never had a pit stop, so he wasn't able right. to serve well, his penalty. They've, they've, he's definitely served the penalty now. I don't think they can apply it in in Qatar, certainly not for Checo. But no, guys, but take for the, Logan, maybe, maybe for Logan. But guys take multiple penalties all the time when they don't have any more effect. You know, oh, we've got to, we've changed the gearbox, so we might as well change a whole bunch of other right. parts too, and go to the back of the race. They don't carry those penalties over and say you got more grid penalties coming that you haven't even served yet and things although like i think that. i read so, something that they're now going to adjust the rules to account for this right did you guys see I that check for the checo thing no yeah. for like uh yeah yeah for exactly for the checo thing for you know avoiding them being able to do something like this where it won't actually impact them yeah you gotta you gotta it's gonna be tricky because you gotta work what what counts as a retired car or how far yeah. how many laps do you have to be behind or you know, teams will always. You write one think, rule, and teams yeah. will use that rule to create their own. Exactly. <laughs> rule rules creates way. more loopholes. Exactly. Yep. So, I don't think it had that much of a material difference. You know, whether he's got a five-second penalty or not going into Qatar. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, whatever. Jason, I, I want to hear from you. Talk to us about your feelings on McLaren. Do you, do you like this move? Like the swap? I mean. At, at the time, no, but I guess it made sense. I mean, you saw how easily he was able to get away from from Oscar. So, I mean, quickly it was the right move. So, I mean, I was okay with it. The way it ended up made me feel more okay with it. I mean, Land- Lando's their number one guy. Team orders are definitely a thing. So, you know, PSG's never been on the podium before. So, I don't think he was going to be, you know, complaining about that. But, and I think they were I think they were worried about the Mercedes coming back at them and they didn't want a chance of right. them or the Ferraris 
coming coming behind and, and catching both of them because Lando was stuck behind Oscar, you know. So I get I get the decision. Um, and then we started getting to the next round of pit stops. Um, Alonso is moving up fast, so Charles pit from P four, Lewis pit all in lap thirty five. They lost a couple spots, and then Oscar responded to Charles and Lewis, and he was behind George. And then it was weird that Carlos didn't come in yeah. responding to Charles's pit. And then he said, I guess we've been undercut because Lewis put in the fastest time. Um, yeah. that, that hurt so, Carlos. He stayed out the, the longest of all these guys and he ended up, yeah, it put him, put him way back. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess Carlos wasn't driving as well as Charles this weekend, but the form that Carlos has been in, it seemed weird to leave him out there at, at that long, but, yeah. um, yeah, it definitely hurt him. And then Lando finally pit from P2. He dropped down behind George and then Max responded. So it seems all, oh yeah. And then Carlos finally pit from P2 and he dropped down pretty far. I guess he was towards the back of the top 10. I don't, I don't have it marked in here, but um, he dropped down pretty far. And then. Uh, well, I guess we should, we should point out as well that like the Mercedes were on split strategies because uh, um, Hamilton, you know, did two pit stops that, you know, lap yep. 35 was his second stop, but Russell only did one stop on lap 24 right. from, from the mediums to the hard. So he was trying to, you know, coax those hard tires all the way to the end, which kind of explains a little bit about what happened to him at the end of the race. Cause he was on that yeah. older tires. Um, but yeah, he only, he was the, he was the only guy to make one pit stop. Yep. That's right. And that's why he was so far up the head and all these guys were dropping behind him, but yeah. um, it didn't last all that long. They were able to, eventually get by him but after a few laps of charles not being able to pass and he finally was able to at the outside of turn one like you were talking about martin at that turn where if you just if you have the right the right spot it might look like you're behind but by the time they get past the s's you're they're able to to get ahead um really nice for charles and then but it looked like potentially he had gone all the way off track to take to take that spot from George, but it ended up not not coming to anything. Although it looked pretty close from the replay. It looked like he might have gone all four off, but I think he would have gotten it eventually anyway, so they just let it go. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't have the overhead or something. You know, we only saw that side shot, which you really just couldn't tell where the tire is. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought when they noted it, I'm like, oh, that's it. If they're noting it, it's probably he did it. But I was happy and surprised to see that he did not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you hear Carlos. So Mercedes messed up, I think. George was totally right when he was saying, look, I've got you had Lewis behind him at the time and Carlos was chasing them. George could have stayed a little bit ahead and done exactly what Carlos did last week, which was genius. But Mercedes said no, and they told them to let to let um lewis by and you hear carlos say over the radio like oh they're trying my move <laughs> they're trying my move but in the end um i guess lewis stayed ahead and and carlos was able to get by by george in the end but um pretty interesting i, 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 decision. I initially agreed with you i like when they first started happening i'm like i agree like they should play it exactly the same way then when things played out and you saw how quickly Carlos was moving through. I, I did question maybe he would have caught both of them and it, it might end up screwing. So I think it was a, a 50-50 call. And the fact that they tried to appease Lewis is obviously not a total surprise. Um, but yeah, initially I thought wrong move. Like just 
exact play that you just saw how to play it. Who knows? You know, we'll never know. I obviously. think I think the difference in tires between Russell and and Hamilton were quite quite markedly different, yeah. though. Like Russell yeah. was significantly slower than Hamilton. Like in last week, everybody was on the same age, like old tires with the you know with the McLarens, sorry, with the Mercedes coming up behind on fresher, so they were working together. But Hamilton had much fresher tires, so he could yeah. hold off. Yeah, the um, fact that of how hard it is to pass at this track and then to see how many times George was already passed. Yeah. You, yeah, it, it built a case that I I can see the other I think, side of I the think argument. that was the that was the deciding factor. I mean, and and Russell's never going to be happy about it. He thinks that he thinks he's just naturally faster than everybody, but he didn't have it in the in the car. I think Sainz probably would have got all three of them. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was sorry, Sainz would have gone past both of them to take take the spots if uh, they hadn't let him through. Yeah. But anyway, Max, once again, back at the top step, as we should have expected, and Red Bull have won their sixth Constructors' Championship in their second in a row, right? They didn't win in 2021. I mean, we didn't see much from him until really yeah, at the very end. We didn't see much from Max all the race. They, they barely showed him on the screen. Yeah, Checo got much more screen time than Max did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Checo sitting in the garage and his car got more screen time yeah. than, <laughs> than Max during the race. Yeah. 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 But, um, but a pretty, um, Oscar got his first podium, a double podium for McLaren. So I was thrilled with that, even though we couldn't win it. That was great for, for us moving up the constructors, getting closer and closer to Aston Martin which is seeming like that is more likely to happen as the season is going on the way things are going. Yeah. But yeah, not really all that much going on during this race, but obviously Max and Red Bull are winners on the day and the season. Um, McLaren and Ferrari are moving farther away from Aston Martin than, you know, the gap is between Aston Martin and McLaren. So it's looking like that spot in, and third is probably getting pretty secure for for your guys. Yeah, uh, oh, I was Ferrari thinking to myself second. at the end of the race because you know one of the things that Ferrari, especially at the beginning of the season and even all last year, was a lot about tire degradation. So you would have thought that this would have been a very hard track for them to do well at. And conversely, Aston was good at these types of tracks at the beginning of the season. So it is crazy to see how the development has progressed for both those teams, Ferrari. I don't want to say they fixed their problems, but for sure with the tire deg, it doesn't seem to be affecting them as much, uh, clearly based on today. And Aston yeah. obviously has just, you know, kind of gone down the tubes for quite a bit, quite a while now. Yeah, they just just lost it. But I think Ferrari is definitely in a fight for second place with with Mercedes. They're only yeah. 30 points behind or something like that. So, and looking uh, stronger. Yeah, and they're they're they're, they're clawing it back there's still plenty of plenty of races to go the last three race weekends have been super impressive from ferrari in my opinion i mean it looks like just like you said mark the tire tag on ferrari has been super super impressive from what we saw all last year they seem to have figured it out singapore should have been also another track where the deg was awful for lots of people and carlos was able to really you know keep the tire deg down although everybody was going super slow at the beginning so i guess that kind of helped with that but yeah really impressive from ferrari the past three race weekends and then i guess checo is obviously a loser on the day um just 
really bad all the way around. I think we've spoken enough on his uh, poor weekend and Aston, obviously Williams, who has been looked really strong the past few race weekends have seemed to have taken a, a downturn this weekend. I mean, obviously Logan crashing multiple times is not, is not good, but um, yeah, yeah I think this is a really disappointing this, this, one too. Yeah. This track is more about, yeah, performance in high speed corners and stuff like that. And the Williams is fast in a straight line, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they can get it hooked up uh, correctly. So it wasn't a good track for them and yeah, their performance uh, reflected in their performance. Yeah. And then that moves us into coops. Martin. Oh yeah, it's a bit a big uh, uh, Coops F1 uh, this weekend. We actually had uh, a couple of high scorers. Um, Zerdov, I don't know how you pronounce that, and Peter twenty twenty three, both in with three hundred and fourteen points, which puts them, you know, on uh, on the top top ten scores of the season so far in the overall standings. Um, no change at the top with Cappy sixty one holding on. Uh, Jason, uh, Cap, uh, Cappy 61 holding on to the top spot. Jason, you're still holding on to third. Nick dropped a couple of spots to seventh. You know, up up two spots to, to, to 16th for you, Mark. So, you know, making a late push for the top nice. 10 and, and maybe more. So, and less said about me, I'm just dropping dropping like a stone. Going <laughs> in the wrong direction. I'm, keep, I'm leaving Verstappen in when I shouldn't. I'm taking Verstappen out when I shouldn't. I just, I got no no consistency. I'm not drinking the juice with the McLarens. I, st- I still think the Alpines can sh- are showing up. I, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I did think the Although, Alpines were going to do a little bit better this week. <laughs> didn't they yeah. Didn't they get two points this, or both cars were in the points this weekend? Oh, I just got it all, all twisted around, quite possibly. But, or maybe I've still got, um, I think I still have uh, Albon in there as well, you know, from his recent performances, you know, a sneaky 10th. Yeah. I actually had Albon as 10th as well, because even though I knew it's a more downforce track and that's not really Williams, I can't remember what track it was that they did pretty well this year that was more of a downforce track. And they just seem like their car has been coming together a bit more. So I thought that they would do a little bit better. And I feel like they had the potential, but obviously Albon, you know, got taken out at the beginning of the uh, race and yeah. Logan, we're not depending on Logan. So I'd be interested to see how Alex would have done if his car didn't get messed up at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I had a tough time picking the 10th spot this weekend. It didn't seem like anybody really jumped, jumped up. I ended up just putting Lance because, you know, Aston seemed like the fifth best car. So I was just like, I'll just stick him there. But oh, um, yeah, choice. I thought maybe Yuki. Thought maybe putting Yuki there, you know, home yeah, race, yeah, maybe, race. But I thought better of it and took him out, you know. So <laughs> yeah. And then our next race is Qatar. Qatar, however you however yep. you say it. Um, yeah, that's in two weeks. Um, yep. So six races to go. It's crazy how quick the season goes. Yep. Yeah. We've got two sprint races in a row coming up, and three of the next four races are sprint race weekends. Yeah, so apparently, as the math shakes out, Max will will almost certainly win the uh, title at the sprint race. I think he only has to come sixth or something, right? Um, yeah, um, to secure, and that's in the sprint race to se- to secure the yeah. title. So, uh, yeah, secure I mean, it on a Saturday. I'm seeing I'm seeing lots of interesting stuff around the like, like I guess construction is going on in Las Vegas, right? As they get ready for the like Las Vegas Grand Prix. It's not- 
posts I'm seeing aren't very positive, right? People are seem pretty annoyed about like the construction and the, and the destruction that they're doing, cutting down trees, inconveniencing people, putting stuff up. I think. I mean, how hilarious though! I've I've been seeing yeah. those for months, and it's like you are Las Vegas, a city built in a desert. Your entire existence is because of what they're doing to build this track. Like, I get it, but come on. Well, you're yeah. in Las Vegas. Do you we'll not see. think they're going to do stuff like this for entertainment purposes? That's literally yeah. how your town exists. That's so true. We'll see how it all <laughs> how it all, all shakes out. I mean, we all saw what it was like the first Miami Formula One. You know, the it was just absolutely nuts. I, I assume Vegas is going to be similar. And-, and it's at one in the morning. What the, what is up with that? Yeah, yeah. It's all to get I get eyeballs on it, right? And it's over the thank. This is the Thanksgiving weekend, as well, right? So uh, I'm, start, I'm s- starting to go fund me if anybody <laughs> wants to contribute. <laughs> go fund Mark for his ticket to Vegas. And one general standing only one it's twenty grand. <laughs> oh my god, that's ridiculous. Thanks for listening to the Undercuts review of the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix, and join us for our next race review of the 2023 Qatar Grand Prix. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and thanks again.